0: From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. He gave me a chance. It's what Nick Kesnick hopes members will say when asked about the impact he had on their financial lives. It's also what $28 million asset members first credit union in Madison, Wisconsin would say if credit unions could talk. For nearly 40 years, Kesnick was president of the credit union as it grew from an organization run out of a basement and a briefcase into a community-based credit union that now serves more than 3,000 members. I'm Jennifer Plager, Senior Editor with CUNA News. This week on the CUNA News Podcast, we're sharing interviews with our four 2021 credit union heroes. The 2021 Credit Union Hero Program is sponsored by Scimitar. In this episode, I speak with hero Nick Kesnick about how he got involved in the credit union, the growth it experienced, and why writing his resignation letter was the hardest thing he's had to do. Nick, what was your reaction when you found out you were being honored as a credit union hero?
1: I was very surprised. I've met a lot of great people in the credit union industry in my 39 years, people that have done great things for the industry, and I was extremely surprised that I was picked. I didn't know how I got nominated. Uh, I had no idea, but um, I was very honored. And I couldn't have done my job in the credit union industry without a lot of help from credit union people. And my board people and my credit union people and my members and presidents of other credit unions have helped me a lot tremendously through the years.
0: Let's talk a little bit about what you've done through the years. You've been involved with Members First Credit Union for 39 years. Tell me your story.
1: Well, there was a guy on my board of directors who started the credit union and he's still on the board today. His name is Jerry Ring. He was working at Sub Zero and his wife worked at CUNY Mutual. And in the 50s, they were starting a lot of credit unions. So somebody from CUNY Mutual came up to Jerry Ring and asked him if he would be interested in starting a credit union at Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero was a factory in Madison, and they make high-end refrigerator freezers. So he said he would. So in May of 1955, the credit union started at Sub-Zero in the factory. I didn't become part of it until 1981. I started in Sub-Zero as a factory worker in June of 77. In November of 77, I went up to the president of the credit union who ran it out of a shoebox next to his desk and asked him for a $500 loan. And he said I'd have to wait because they didn't have any money. So I waited two or three weeks and later he came up to me and asked me if I still wanted it. And I said, yes. So I got a $500 loan and that's how I got to join the credit union. And that's how most people back then joined the credit unions because they needed a loan. In March of 1981, a lady, we all called her Ma, she worked in the factory at Sub-Zero. She was the first female that ever worked in the factory at Sub-Zero, came up to me and asked me if I wanted to be on the board of directors of Sub-Zero Credit Union. And I told her, I don't know anything about that. I got a high school education. I've been a factory worker all my life. She said, don't worry about it. You'll learn. There was a five-member board. She asked me to be on the board, so I got on the board of directors. And all I ever did was, when I got on the board, is ask them, why do you do it this way? Or let's try doing something else. Or let's do it this way. In December 7th of 1981, the first president, Dick Hurd, he passed away suddenly. And Jerry Ring, who is my mentor, he asked me if I would be interested in running the credit union. And I said, absolutely, I would be interested. So we went to Dick's house and Jerry and I moved all the records into the basement of my house. At that time, the credit union had 300 members and was $180,000 in assets. And they were hand posting all the transactions on ledger cards. So there was no computer. It was all, led- you know, ledger cards and hand posting somebody from the Wisconsin credit union league came in to teach me how to do everything. And he told me flat out, he said, this credit union should merge into another credit union because he said, in his opinion, it's not going to make it. Well, I went and I said, let me give it a try. Let me see what I can do. So I went to the first board meeting and I said, number one, nobody's going to wait for money. If they need a loan, or if they need money, they're not going to wait. And another thing I said, we got to find a computer system because I can't hand post everything because they were getting paid weekly. So I'd have to figure out all the loan interest and principal every week for 300 members. And it was very time consuming. So Jerry Ring was on the board of directors of CUNA Mutual and he was on also on the league board. So he knew a lot of people. So he called up Joyce Harris. She was the president of Telco Credit Union at the time, which is now Heartland Credit Union. And she put me on her computer system as a separate credit union. And all I did was I wrote up transaction sheets for loans and shared deposits and withdrawals. And I took them down to Telco every week, once a week, and they ran all the reports for me. So we were piggyback on their system for about five years. Also, Sub Zero had three shifts that they worked. So I, I took a briefcase into work. I went in early and I stayed late. So I could write out checks and give out loans and recruit new members. And it worked out very, very well. So I got a lot of new members just from Sub Zero because that's what we were at the time. And in 1987, Sub Zero offered me a management job. I'd be moved upstairs and I'd be in management. And I turned it down because I wanted the credit union to be my life. And if I went upstairs, I would be off the floor, away from the credit union members, and not have access to these people the way I wanted and needed to. So I turned down the promotion. And I just stayed at the factory at Sub-Zero. In 1990, we merged in three small credit unions. It was Kaiser Ford, Immaculate Heart of Mary Church, and uh, Dairy Equipment. And so I was able to quit Sub-Zero. And I ran the credit union out of my house and out of the trunk of my car. And I had scheduled times at each one of the companies, Dairy Equipment and Kaiser. Members would come over to my house day and night to get checks, to get loans, I remember one time somebody came over to my house at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night to get a check because this truck went through the ice. And I had no problem, you know, with people coming over to my house and doing this because it was my goal to make the credit union big enough where we could get our own office. I went to people's houses to sign loans or to get money for CDs. I went to people's houses. Me and my kids sat on the living room floor and stuffed envelopes for quarterly statements. We did this all the time. The state examiners came into my basement (laughs) to do the exams. They sat at a card table in my basement. Back then, we had no policies and no procedures, and it was great. (laughs) Our credit union was in notes payable, which means we, the credit union had to borrow money in order to give out loans because we had such a high loan demand. It was very strong lending. So we were in notes payable for probably five or six years straight. It drove the examiners nuts, but they finally got used to it, figured out. We knew what we were doing, and it was working for this credit union. So then in the middle of 1990, that's when we all had to get federal insurance. I was turned down the first time federal insurance because we were in notes payable and we had, we so we had a loan. At that time, people were getting CDs at about 7%. We had to offer 10% CDs to our members in order to get enough money to get out of notes payable. And I thought that was pretty ridiculous that we had to offer higher than market CDs in order to get federal insurance, but that's the way it was. 1995, I hired my first employee and moved the office out of my house. I still went into people's houses. If we needed to repo a car, I'd go repo it myself. And my wife would come and help me. In 1992, at a conference, I was sitting at the bar with Mary Cunningham. She was the president of CUNA Credit Union at the time, which is now Summit. We were on our own computer system in 92, but I wanted to offer share drafts and and debit cards, but we couldn't afford the software. So Mary and I came up with a way that I could piggyback with CUNA Credit Union at the time and offer my members share drafts and debit cards and do it through Summit Credit Union. So we were piggyback with them for five years. And it worked out very, very well. And after five years, I was able to go out and get our own software for debit cards and share drafts. In 1995, we joined the Madison Shared Branching Network to give our members more access to different places where they could do transactions on our system. Between 1990 and 2010, eight small credit unions merged in with us. When we merged a credit union, we went there. We didn't ask them to come to our office. We went to their office. And we still had scheduled hours at each one of those small credit unions, because we weren't going to make members come to us. We wanted to go to them, or else we were going to lose some of the members, and we didn't want to do that. And we worked in there for 15 years. In 2007, there was an old office building on the Beltline. I went to them and asked them if they'd like to sell, because we were looking at expanding and maybe even building our own building. And he said no, he would not. And then the recession hit, and this was a real estate company that owned the building. And then in 2009, I went back to him and asked him if he wanted to sell. He said, I'll sell anything right now because I," <laughs> he was hurting. So we bought his building. In 2011, we built our own building. We still had very strong loan demand. So I went out and I found some small credit unions in Wisconsin that were struggling to get loans. So we came up with a loan sale program. They could buy loans from me they bought mortgage loans or they bought car loans in bulk and then we figured out a way that we could report and transfer money back and forth and it worked out great for many many years we were doing that in fact we're still doing it today we've sold loans to other credit unions small credit unions so to help them and they're helping us in 2015-16 we started hiring bilingual people so we could focus more on a wider part of our community. I was on the members first board the whole time I was president of the credit union. So I've been on the members first board for 39 years. I was on the league board. I was on the chapter board and I was with CUNA small credit union committee. That really, really helped me a lot. I, I really enjoyed that. Then in uh, 2019, in June, I got diagnosed with cancer. In February of 2020, I got a bone marrow transplant, so I resigned from the board of directors of the credit union because I was going to be off work for a very long time. And in November of 2020, just a few months back, I stepped down as president of the credit union because I'm still having issues, some issues. I'm still, I'm fine. But I'm still having issues, so I stepped down as president so they could move on. And um, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Writing that letter was the hardest thing I've ever done. I tell you, it it took me a long time to do it and a lot of tears, a lot of tears. But it had to be done. But I've enjoyed all my time. The, the credit union was my life. I was very happy and proud of what I did, but I only did it because the people that I worked with my staff and the board of directors and the members. The members were the reason. They they were great. The thing I'm proud of the most was when somebody comes up to me, many years later, after they've been a member for a while, they come up to me and thank me because no one else would give them a chance. And I gave them a chance, and they took that chance, and they worked with it, and they succeeded. They were successful and happy. And nobody would give them a chance when they were down and out and had bad credit. But I gave them a chance. And I've had a number of people come up and thank the credit union for giving them a chance. And it's all because my board let me do that. I have had the greatest board in my whole life. Thanks to Jerry Wing. I will say that. But he taught our board how they should be a board and how they should leave it alone. Things that kept me up at night was delinquency. Delinquency always kept me up. When I loan money, I expect it to be paid back unless something disastrous happened in your life. If something disastrous happened in your life, I understand it. I'd even recommend an attorney you file bankruptcy for. But if you just built up your credit cards or your loans and then file bankruptcy, I took it very personal when somebody didn't pay me back. In fact, as we speak right now, I'm still volunteering for the credit union. I'm doing collections, I'm making collection calls, and I still take it very personally if somebody doesn't pay the credit union back. And I guess that's why I was pretty good at doing it, because I do take it personal.
0: What was it like seeing the credit union grow under your leadership?
1: It was exciting. It really was. It was very exciting watching it grow. And I was always trying to think of different ways to help it grow, like like piggybacking with checking accounts really helped. And, you know, if I didn't know anything, like I said, I got a high school education. If I didn't know something, I was not shy about calling up another credit union president or employee and asking them, how do you do this or how do you do that? I've had many credit unions call me up and ask me the same thing. And it's, I mean, credit unions in Wisconsin are very, very helpful. It's a competition, but it's a friendly competition. We wouldn't want it any other way. I could still talk big credit unions today to help me out doing something, and they absolutely would.
0: The person who nominated you said the credit union philosophies became a defining part of your life. What about that people-helping-people philosophy resonates with you most,
1: and why? Because you can make a difference in somebody's life. And there's no greater reward than making a positive difference in somebody's life. To me, there is no greater reward. I've learned through the years that that can bring more joy to me, just as much joy to me as it can to them. Banks wouldn't do that. They were strictly by the book. They would not reach out to their people. They want big deposits. They want business loans. They don't want the small car loans and the personal loans. They don't want them. So, you know, if they're going to turn away that business, I'll take it all day long.
0: What inspired you to keep doing what you were doing?
1: I just turned 67. I was planning to work until I was 70. I loved going to work. I loved going in, going into work. I mean, I would go into work at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and stay till 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I was a workaholic because I loved the job. I loved my job, and I would still love it today. It got to me. There was stress, and there was... Times that I had to step back, but I absolutely loved my job. I did everything I could to make sure the employees were the same. I did not want them to hate to come to work every day. I had a job where I hated to go to work every day, and I was not going to do that to the employees, and I was not going to do it to me.
0: You recently retired from your role with the credit union, but as you said, they can't take you out of the credit union completely.
1: I have to do something. I can't just sit around. I have to have something to do. I really don't have any hobbies. I do like to golf and I like to go fishing, but I haven't been able to because of my illness. And I do enjoy doing collections. I still take it personally when somebody borrows money at the credit union. And this has been my philosophy all through the credit union time, 39 years. If you call me and you have a problem, I'll break my back to help you work it out. I will do whatever I can to slow down your payments, to lower the payments. Just don't ignore me. If I'm calling you, call me back, email me back, text me back. If you work with me, I'll work with you all day long. And that's the way I've always been.
0: Finally, Nick, when you look back at your career, what do you hope people in the credit union movement and members of Members First Credit Union remember you for?
1: I hope when my name comes up to them, it puts a smile on their face. I just hope my members say, yeah, he gave me a chance. We have annual meetings every year like credit unions have to. We have 200 people come to our annual meeting every year. I mean, a lot of credit unions don't have that. Our members love our credit union. I have been told that and told that and told that because we're different. We help them. When people have issues, they call us and we'll, everybody. I have taught my staff. You do whatever you got to do to help people as long as they communicate with you. And other credit unions, I've helped a lot of other credit unions, but a lot of other more credit unions have helped me. And I just hope that when my name is mentioned that they think Nick did all he could for the credit union movement. He really gave himself to the credit union movement.
0: To learn more about Nick Kesnick and the other 2021 Credit Union Heroes, visit news.cuna.org slash cuhero. There, you can read profiles of all four heroes and cast your vote for Credit Union Hero of the Year. Voting ends March 20th. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.